You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. and 20. All right? Okay, so let's consider uh, Jude 1 and 1. All right, ready? Jude 1 and 1. Let's read it in unison on one. One. Jude, a. Okay, let's. No, no. Hold that. We're just going to read verse one. Now let's go to verse 19. We see that Jude identified himself as a bond servant. But notice verse 19. These are sensual. Who calls not having, verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And we thank God for his word. Jude, again in Jude 1 and 1, identified himself as a bond servant. It speaks of him being selfless. Because a bond servant equates a slave. He chose to be a bond servant. Of Christ. We are created free moral agents. We have a right to choose. God won't force you to make him your Lord. Did he force you to make him Lord? No, it's, it's by choice. But it's important to understand when Jude identified himself as a bond servant, it means that he was selfless. Just like Jesus. Not as I will. Your will be done. That's the attitude of a bond servant. Whatever God will have me do, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, fast Tuesday, your will be done. Bless so so and so and brother so and so that's going to leave me empty Lord but your will be done a bond servant you know some, some people say they are particular things just to say it but when it comes to Jesus Jude and others in scripture that identified themselves as being selfless 
they exemplified it in thought, word, and deed. Before we just deem ourselves something just because it's in Scripture, we have to be determined, like the Lord and Jew, to exemplify it in thought, word, and deed. And it takes something to be selfless. Because folks will treat you like you're a pushover. But being selfless does not say you are a pushover. It just says that you are dogged about your devotion to God. You are determined to do his will and not allow selfishness or fleshly things to interfere. That takes something, doesn't it? How many have ever wanted to get in the flesh? Since you've been saved. Yeah. Now, after he identifies himself as being selfless or bondservant in Jude 1 and 1, then in Jude 1 and 19, he lets God's people know that he does not want them to be sensual. He does it by talking about other people that are sensual. And he says about those particular people that they, are, they cause division because they don't have the spirit. But you can have the spirit of God, but still be sensual. Biblically, to be sensual is to be carnal-minded or not to be led by the spirit of God. The spirit and the flesh are in contrast to one another. And, and depending on, on what you do as a child of God, you can, you can either quench the spirit or allow the spirit to have his way. Whatever happens is going to be based upon your choice, whether you're going to be sensual or led by the spirit of God. Again, you can have the Holy Spirit, but, but you still into your feelings. Are you carnal mind? You, you done seen folks that, that's so into their feeling that they just don't even want to hear what you got to say about what they need to do. They can be in their feelings to the point where they're just so mad to where they, they just don't want to hear no scripture. And then, then there are other folks, they have went through something that they were really hurt and they don't want to hear, hear nothing about no Bible. You hurt. You, you don't want to hear nothing about no Bible. But when you act in such a way, you're sensual. You are into your feelings. You are being selfish and not selfless. 
Then if you've been saved 10 years or more, you'll be ashamed of yourself. I have had to preach to myself. say, Walker, you'll be ashamed of yourself acting like that. You've been saved 10 years. Oh, you don't preach to yourself? Certain things we should know better after being in God's house for a certain amount of time. You agree? It's just certain thing we, we, even if it comes to our mind, we shouldn't allow it to get in it. Even if we feel like saying it, we shouldn't say it. Even if we feel like doing it, we shouldn't do it. Why? We grown. And, and we know that we just, it's just time to make a choice not to do it because, again, God ain't going to force us to, to do or not to do anything. That, that's not his character. That's not who he is. That's the reason Paul said uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I did like a child, and, and so forth. But when I became grown, I put away childish things. And so you, you can look at that naturally and spiritually because spiritually we, we'll call when we first get born again, babes in Christ. And as babes in Christ, we have to start out just like natural babies on the, on the milk of the word so we, can, so we can grow. We can't be like the folks that the Hebrew writer addressed because he said at the time, you should be teaching folk. You should be telling folk not to do this, that, or the other, not to say this, that, or the other. You need reminding again that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't say that. That's what he told me. He was basically telling me, you too grown to be doing that. You can't be sensual whether everything is well or whether everything that can go wrong is taking place. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged, and, and, and you're going to have to make the choice whether you're going to think, talk, and do according to God's word, or you're going to get in the flesh. You're going to get in your feelings. Now, if you do by chance get in your feelings, be swift. Y'all want to finish it for me? Tell somebody what, what the conclusion is. To repent. Bottom line. To repent. To hurry up and say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. That was, that was, I shouldn't have did that. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have even been thinking that. And sometimes you have to say it to God because there ain't nobody around when you do that dumb stuff but you. So you have to tell him, Lord, I'm sorry. I ain't thought that. Forgive me, Jesus. I just shouldn't have even thought that. You ain't never repented when, no, when nobody in the room. But you and God, I have. I've told her, oh, God, I, I'm sorry I said that. Please don't hold that against me. I, I messed up saying that. Please don't let me reap that because I, 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 I realize I messed up. He didn't want them to be sensual. Because you me tell you something. When you call a mind, according to Romans 8, it leads to death. Figuratively, death means ruin. 
Carnal, being carnal mind or sensual can mess you. Can I go to the country? Slap up. Go to the country on somebody. Tell them being sensual or carnal mind will mess you. Go country. Some of y'all tried to say slap up too, too pretty. We got to back up. We don't need no proper talking when we tell somebody this. Let that proper talk go. Put a little bass in your voice. And tell somebody when you're sensual. A carnal mind. Finish it. Yeah. You'll ruin, you'll ruin your money. You'll ruin, you'll ruin certain aspects of your life, if not all aspects of your life, by being carnal mind. It's like when you hear somebody say something against you, let, let them say it. Let them say it. You ain't got to, you ain't got to get in your flesh just because they said something about you. You must be important for folk to talk about you. I say you may be important for folk to talk about you. Did they talk about Jesus? Did he try to go after him? No. He wasn't going to get in no flesh. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Now, when it was time to tell somebody off, when he did it, he did it because he was led by the Spirit. Why he turned over the money changers' table? Because he was led by the Spirit. He was led. So certain times when you do say something, you need to just make sure it's the Holy Ghost. But now ain't nobody who really have the Holy Ghost crazy now. So don't be saying the Holy Ghost let you to say certain things that are not in line with, with the word. Yeah. Because what Jesus did, he, he explained why he, why he did what he did to the folk when he turned over uh, the money changers table. He said, you done made God's house into a den of thieves. It upset him. He didn't get in the flesh. He, he, he just said, look, this, this shouldn't be in God's house. You're like, if you see uh, El Elise and El B fighting, you go over there and break. Y'all ought to be shaming y'all. Break it up. Talk loud to them. Y'all elders fighting in the house of God. You know this ain't right. El Elise, this man is old enough to be your dead, and here you is fighting him. That ain't right. That's when you need to get loud with somebody about that. You understand? So, so, when you do, so when you do say certain things, you're going to be able to justify why you did it. And it's going to be in line with God's word. But some folks say they did. I had to cuss her out. Why, why you have to cuss her? I, I, I just had. To, I just felt like that was no. Nah. Oh, you you wrong for that. He didn't want them to be sensual, but he wanted them to make sure that they were built up. And I'm going to break this in parts. He wanted them to be built up, number one, on their most holy faith. Now, you hear what I said? I'm going to separate it. Say to your neighbor, he wanted them to be built up, number one, 
on their most holy faith. Notice he called their faith holy. God kind of faith. Because you know there, there are several different types of faith. Uh, you, you, at one time you had folk try to bring in the church crazy faith. But, but sometimes you have to be careful because some folk faith it is crazy. Because they'll start claiming stuff and say God going to do it. And it ain't got nothing to do with what God promised in his word. Ain't got nothing to do with it. Now they don't tithe. Don't give God his money. But they say God getting ready to make them a millionaire. Uh, and say they just believe in that and knowing that by faith. You know that, 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 that's, that is crazy faith. How in the world God going to bless you and you robbing him? Is that crazy? You can't amen everything somebody's saying. How you going to rob God, but he's going to make you a millionaire? That means God is point blank, not right. Oh, y'all don't agree with that? If you, if you work and you don't tithe and God make you a millionaire, God ain't right. Because he said he's going to do everything according to his what? Word. Now you may work or steal and become a millionaire. But God ain't going to make you no millionaire if you, if you work and you robbing him. But some folks will say, that I, got, I got enough faith, man, the way I can't believe said that. Yeah, you got that much faith, but you, you ain't even faithful. To God. What do you call that? Crazy faith. And that's literally crazy. And that's the reason he, he had to be distinctive when, when he said, I want you to build yourselves up on your most, notice, on your most holy faith Romans 10 and 17 says so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and real faith a person of real faith is not just a hearer but a doer right and so most holy faith is faith based upon the written and revealed word of God. And as a person, I walk according to it because rightly dividing the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, but as a child of God, I am told that I have to be holy because God is holy. It's mentioned in the ultimate, be ye holy. Why? For God is holy. So if I'm building myself up on my most holy faith, I'm hearing God's word and I'm being holy. Holy. 
Holy is sacred. Holy is sanctified. Holy is living the way God told you to live. How did he tell you to live? Justly. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2, 4, and, and my favorite probably is Romans 1 and 17. So then faith, well, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by what? Faith. So if I'm building myself up on my most holy faith, that means that I'm, I'm, I'm in God's house and I have been given the written and revealed word of God. And when I receive it, I walk therein. How, how am I going to know I'm built up? Because I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be changed for the better. If I'm built up, that means I'm going to be stronger. Will the word make you stronger? I'm going to be better. And I'm going to be wiser. I know the word going to make me wiser because Jeremiah 3 and 15 says that God will give you shepherds that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And knowledge and understanding, biblically speaking, equates wisdom. It's going to make me wiser. So if I'm built up, I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better. And I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be and I'm going to be wise. Just from that word. Just building up on my most holy faith. That's what I'm going to be. And, and, and if you've been sitting under God's word for a good amount of time, you should recognize, be able to say to somebody, because of God's word, I am stronger, better, and wise. Matter of fact, because God's word transforms not just you spiritually, but it transforms your life, you should be able to say somebody, say to somebody, I'm stronger, I'm better, and I'm wiser in every aspect of my life. And you be and that's that's the first part of how you're gonna build up yourself. And we get the word. We get the word and, and we should take it so we can be, help me one more time, stronger. But he didn't stop there. Second part. Now again, I'm, I'm going to read the first part and, and bring in the second part. We are to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. But then the second part, praying in the Holy Spirit. Whoo, and this has been messed up so much. God, God, for we have messed up this scripture. Praying. It's simply talking to, talking to God. 
specifically the Father. Why do we specifically talk to the Father? Because that's what Jesus told us to do. We know there's one God, but there are three persons of the Godhead. Right? But there's one God. Yeah. It's just like you one person, but you, but you also uh, deemed by somebody daddy. Brother. But there's one God. And so when we pray, we, we pray to the Father. And we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Is that true? But he says praying in the Holy Spirit. The primary thing that Jesus said in reference to the Holy Spirit is what we're going there real quick. Let's go to uh, John 16 and 13. John 16, 13. Ready? Don't y'all fake. Now, y'all go there if you're not there. Just keep, even if I start, you just keep going there if you're not there. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, has come, he will guide you into what? Now see, that, that's the main thing you need to understand. The Holy Spirit does not follow you. The Holy Spirit guides you. So if we're going to pray in the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit going to do? That's right. He's going to be guiding the prayer. We rightly divide the word, right? He's going to be guiding what? Because Jesus said when he has come, he's going to what? Into what? So if he's going to be the guide, is he just going to be a guide when it comes to, to truth, according to the verse? All truth. When it comes to prayer, he's going to guide us into what? He's going to always be the guide. We're going to pray in the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that what? That guide us. Now, breaking it down further so you can really understand, uh, I'm going to use myself as pastor, as, as a guide, right? I, and I can do that, according, even according to Scripture, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 says, imitate the pastor as the pastor imitates who? Christ. And we can talk about Christ being the Holy Spirit. We got plenty of ways to uh, verify that, but, but we're not going there tonight. But anyway, if I'm guiding you, that means that if I say, uh, y'all say one. See, some of y'all don't even want to be God. I'm going over here. I'm, I'm going over here. Lord have mercy. You see them follow that? I had, I, I explained, I'm going to be the God. And said, y'all say one. It's like three of them, like one. Other than like. I don't know if they, want, they don't want to be guided or what, but maybe they get ready to go on vacation. Maybe they just got back from vacation. I don't know. But I'm, let me see how y'all going to operate over here. Just like if, if, if I'm God and y'all, I, I say, say amen. Amen. These folk, these folk together over here. Say amen one more time. Amen. 
Say it one more time. Listen to this. Okay, she said, give y'all one more time. Say amen. Say amen again. So y'all following what? Me. And and what I'm doing, I'm just guiding y'all. Now what the Holy Spirit going to do, he going to talk too. Let me show you how he going to talk. Look at the latter part of uh, John 16 and 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into how much truth? For he will not, on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will what? And he will tell you things to come. So will he speak? But see, he's not going to speak like me in reference to directly unless he uses me to speak on his behalf. But when he speaks, He is going to speak into your spirit. You remember even before you were saved, you used to say things like, uh, something told me not to go that way. You didn't hear hear no audible voice, but you know somebody said something to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit or your God consciousness everybody in here has a God consciousness even Paul when he was when God started speaking into his spirit or his God consciousness he could recognize that's who it was as children of God we have to get to the point to where if if we're not really familiar, we have to get familiar to God speaking in an inaudible voice. It's not going to be audible, but he's going to speak into your help me spirit. Does he speak? We got scripture. But he's going to speak into your spirit. Then sometime he'll use Pastor Baker like he did last Tuesday to speak to us because Pastor Baker was speaking, but he was being led by the Holy Spirit what to to say. He was walking in the will of God. But he was saying what God told him to say. He was being led by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is not going to follow. He's going to what? God. Even when it comes to prayer, he's going to what? I said even when it comes to prayer, he's going to what? Okay, so we're going to be praying in what? The Holy Spirit. That's what we're talking about, right? All right, let's go further. Let's go to Acts 2. I know I'm treating it like it's elementary, but, but, you gotta, but I really want you to understand. Even if we have a hard three-minute prayer by the time I get through. But go to Acts 2, and I just want to read verse 4. Acts 2, I want to read verse 4. Now, this is the uh, disciples on the day of Pentecost when they received the Holy Spirit. Anybody in here does not have the Holy Spirit? 
Okay, so, so if you don't, this is how you receive the Holy Spirit. But understand this, this is also how you continue to be filled by the Holy Spirit to a degree. All right? But this is the first time that they were filled with, with the Holy Spirit. Ready? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they had been praying and then finally the Spirit came and, and the Spirit filled them. And then when they were filled, they began to speak with what? But notice as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. He gave them what to say. He gave them what to what? Why did he give them what to say? Because he didn't come to follow. He came to what? That's right. He the leader. So he going to tell you what to say. If he tell you to say, goo, 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 what you going to say? You don't even know what goo, goo, goo means. If he tells you to say, hallelujah, what you going to do? If he tells you to say, jin, 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 what you going to say? He going to guide you. So if he going to guide you in what, and he going to talk, so he can guide you in what to what? Say. And just like me, sometimes I can say something, I tell you to say what I'm saying, but then I tell you, say what Pastor Baker said. If Pastor Baker if Pastor Baker say, Say what Pastor Baker said. Get this. And sometimes we can be praying on the altar and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can put in your spirit to say, tie your coat. A Hebrew word, Jesus, come. You don't know what it means. And sometimes it won't be a Hebrew word. Sometimes it may be a word in Africa. African. Sometimes it may be a word straight from heaven. They can't even be interpreted by nobody on earth unless they are led by the Holy Spirit. But whatever you hear him telling you to say, say it. It ain't going to be just like he just going to drop on you and you just going to start jumping in tongues. No, you're going to have an understanding. Based upon what? Scripture. And the understanding we have thus far is that the Holy Spirit guides. He is a leader. And when he feels you, he will give you what to say. How many have been filled with the Holy Spirit? That means every day he's going to give you what to say. But do, but do we stop him at giving us what to say? No. He'll give us what to think, say, and do. Why am I putting emphasis on he's going to give us what to say? Because we're talking about praying. Let's read them. Put, but, but understand something. If he's going to guide you, if he guides you in all truth, that means he's going to guide you how to think based upon truth, to talk based upon truth, and to do based upon what? Truth. But he ain't going to follow you. He, he wasn't sent to follow you. He's a leader. He was sent to guide. 
Now you start going off in some crazy tongue, that, that ain't the Holy Ghost. Not if, no, you got to make sure he guides you. And then sometimes if the Holy Spirit wants us in prayer to pray in the Holy Spirit and be unified about something, we may be on this altar and the same unknown tongue that you hear Pastor Baker speaking in, the Holy Spirit may tell you to speak what Pastor Baker is speaking. He'll do that? Yeah, the same way I said, come on, saints, shout hallelujah, and y'all will do what? So if the Holy Spirit tells all of us at the same time, say, doxa, 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 what we going to do? We going to say, what is doxa? Glory. See, you didn't know. That's glory. If the Holy Spirit say, say I got pistis, say I got pistis, say I got pistis. What does that mean? Say I got faith. Say I got faith. Say I got faith. If the Holy Spirit tells you, I am Hagios. I am Hagios. I am Hagios. What you going to say? What does Hagios mean? Holy. It means you're holy. Now, I'm giving you words that I know, Greek and Hebrew, but he may give us something heavenly, something you have never heard. But what I'm trying to tell you, it does not matter because some folks only want to say something in English because that's what they're used to. But you ain't the leader. Who the leader? But they're going to be looking at me if I get down there saying goo goo, hoo oo, hoo oo, hoo oo. We don't care who be looking at you. You being led by the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes you're going to be on the altar and, and uh, he may start leading you to say certain things. But if he gives you the utterance, what, what you going to do? Utter it. One thing we don't want to do is quench what? The Bible says quench not the Holy Spirit. He's telling you to pray and you tell me, I don't want I don't want folk to be looking at me and I'm and I'm saying something I don't even understand. Well, let's address that. And then we're gonna we're gonna get ready to pray. Let's go to uh let's see, let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans. How many understand this? You must understand this because this has to go further than the church. Every day of your life, when you get in prayer, you have, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in prayer. Romans 8. Can somebody interpret what the baby is saying? Say, we don't know. Same way when the Holy Spirit give us stuff, we ain't going to know everything that he's saying. And, and I'm going to prove that right now. Because some folks think it's confusion, but, but you, have, you have to rightly divide the word when, when you really, uh, so you can really understand the Holy Spirit. But notice Romans 8. 
and 26. Ready? Likewise, the Spirit also what? In our what? For we do not know what we, help me, as we what? Yeah, so, sometimes we just, we, we, we know we need something, but we don't know how to articulate to God what we need in the way that we need it. Because we want to make sure that we're in line with his will. And so because the Holy Spirit is also omniscient, he know what to say. Is the Holy Spirit God? Is the Holy Spirit God? Why is he God? Because he's everywhere. I have the Holy Spirit. Do you? So that means he's God. Who over here got the Holy Spirit? Put your hand up. In the middle. Over here. So that means, that, and when you go to Bowden, and some of y'all go to Atlanta, or some of y'all go to uh, Harrison County, you still going to have the Holy Spirit? Yeah. yeah. So that means he can be in Harrison County, Carroll County, Fulton County, and so forth at the same time? That means he's God. He's God. He's God. Right? Notice again. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. He's omniscient, so he knows exactly how it needs to be said. You agree? But the Spirit himself makes. Now, he, he'll give you what to pray, but he also makes what? For who? But notice, with, which cannot be what? And sometimes when you're on this altar, all of a sudden you, you just start going off and, and little, little things. And folks be like, why she, how her lip doing like that? She just, je-da-da-da-da, je-da-da-da, je-da-da-da. She's just over there doing all that groaning and, 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 and moaning and stuff. No, that's the Holy Spirit using her to groan. Are leading her to what? Groan and moan. She ain't doing it on her own if she really spirit led and spirit filled because the Holy Spirit is the guide, not the person. So if, if he has you groaning, saying words that you don't even understand, you do it because based upon the verse, we make an intercession for us it's specifically for the saints and see if God is using you to do that that means you helping me you helping your sister you helping your brother we understand and so he'll give you what to say and everything he does, because he's God, it's going to be decent and in order. You ain't going to mess up the service. Talking about I couldn't stop. So now you're trying to, well, okay, you couldn't stop. 
but the one that you should have been following does things. I'm not telling you to quench the spirit, but I'm just saying sometimes you know when, when uh, you can't blame everything on the Holy Spirit. Because he's still God and he's going to do things decently and in order. Amen? And so he wanted them to build up themselves on their most holy faith, praying in what? Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Come on to the altar. Uh, if you're going to stay at your seat and pray, if you're going to stand and pray, sit and pray, it does not.